Welcome to this series of Bible lessons on the New Testament. In these 42 lessons, we will teach the history of the Lord Jesus as delivered to us in the four Gospels. We will start with the days that led up to Christ's humble birth in Bethlehem. We will then look at his blessed ministry, his suffering, his death, and resurrection. His humble life on earth concludes with his ascension, and after this, the blessed outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Lastly, we will teach the calling and ministry of the greatest evangelist that ever lived, Paul the Apostle. These last lessons are taught from the book of Acts and include Paul's missionary journeys. Be sure to use the lesson guide with questions and knowledge exercises presented with these lectures. We hope these lessons are a blessing to you. Thank you. In Lesson 40 of our Bible study on the life and the ministry of Christ, we wish to follow Paul to Jerusalem and see in two parts. First, Paul before the Jews, which we find in Acts 21, verse 17 through Acts 22. And then Paul before the council, which we find in Acts 23. So Paul before the Jews, Acts 21, verse 17 through Acts 22. Paul arrives in Jerusalem and goes uh, to the apostles and the brethren and he is received uh, gladly by them. And then he uh, shares with them how great things God has done uh, for him and by him among the Gentiles on his mission journey. Uh, the uh, brethren uh, then uh, glorified the Lord that uh, the Jews and the Gentiles had heard the gospel and believed. But uh, the uh, brethren and the apostles also knew uh, that uh, the Jews were uh, laying in wait for Paul uh, because uh, the Jews had heard uh, that Paul was preaching against uh, the laws of Moses. Uh, that he was telling even the Jews that they did not uh, need to circumcise their children. And so we see uh, that Paul goes up uh, to the temple. And when uh, the Jews hear uh, that Paul is in Jerusalem and they uh, see him going to the temple, uh, then they uh, gather around him and they lay hands upon him. And they stir up uh, the people by crying, men and brethren, men of Israel help this is the man that is teaching all men against the laws of Moses uh, that he is even uh, telling uh, them uh, not to circumcise their children and besides he has brought Greeks into the temple and he is uh, defaming and polluting this holy place and so all of the city was moved and they took Paul and took him out of the temple and they were ready to kill him. But when the chief captain, Claudius Lysias, hears of this uproar and tumult,
he sends his centurions and soldiers to go and rescue Paul. And so the soldiers come in to that crowd, and immediately the people let Paul go, because they see the soldiers. Then the chief captain takes Paul and binds him with chains and leads him to the castle to rescue him from the people. And as he is taking Paul up the stairs to the castle, then the multitude is crying out, away with him, away with this man, he is not worthy to live. But Paul turns to the chief captain and he asks in the Greek language if he may speak to the people. Uh, the chief captain is surprised to hear that Paul uh, can speak the Greek language. But he beckons uh, with his hands uh, to the multitude of the people to be quiet. And when there is silence, uh, then he gives Paul permission uh, to address these people. And then Paul begins to speak uh, to the multitude in the Hebrew language. And he relates the history of his life. And he tells them that he is a Jew of Tarsus, that he has been taught the law by Gamaliel, and that he was zealous in persecuting the Christians, even going up to Damascus to capture the Christians there. And then he goes on to tell how God stopped him on the way to Damascus, how Jesus was revealed to him as the Son of God and how that he was led into Damascus blind, and how that God then had sent Ananias to come to him, to lay his hands upon him, and how that he was then baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. But then he goes on and he says, and God has also called me to bring the gospel to the Gentiles, Oh, when the multitude hear him say Gentiles, they immediately lifted up their voice and cried again, Away with this fellow. Oh, when the chief captain hears this and sees this, then he takes Paul and he brings him into the castle to rescue him from the mob. And then he was planning to scourge Paul so that he could find out what the Paul's offense was. But when Paul hears this, he asks this chief captain, he says, Is it lawful for you to scourge a Roman uncondemned? Or when the chief captain hears this, then he is afraid because Paul is a Roman and he has certain privileges and one of those is that he may not be scourged uncondemned. He may not even be bound uncondemned. So the chief captain realizes that he must be careful in what he does with Paul. And that brings us to part two of our lesson where Paul goes before the council. Because the chief captain still does not know the reason for this tumult and uproar. He then decides to call the chief, the council together, the high priest and the counselors, and he brings Paul into their midst. And when Paul now looks at the council as they are gathered together, 
then he sees a portion of them are Sadducees and a portion of them are Pharisees. And Paul realizes this very well when he begins his defense. He says, men, I am a Pharisee. I believe in the resurrection of the dead. And immediately uh, there is a stirring between uh, the council members because uh, the Pharisees believe in the resurrection and the Sadducees do not. And Paul realizes very well that that is the main reason that he is in question here uh, because he is preaching the resurrection of the dead through Jesus Christ who is risen. And oh, then the Pharisees are ready to defend Paul, but the Sadducees are ready to attack him. And when uh, the chief captain sees this, oh, then he takes Paul away from the council uh, because he realizes it would be dangerous to leave him there. And that night when Paul is in the castle, the Lord comes over to him and the Lord speaks to him and says, Paul, be of good cheer. As you have testified of me in Jerusalem, so you will also bear witness of me in Rome. Or you would ask, how could Paul be of good cheer when he is in prison and his life is in danger? Oh, then we must remember, Paul knew that it was for the sake of the name of Jesus Christ that he was suffering. And he knew how that Jesus Christ had suffered and died also to deliver his soul from death. Oh, that Paul then was being called to pay the price <clears throat> of being a Christian. He was fighting the good fight. He was fighting for his Savior. And Paul knew that God was with him. God was on his side. Uh, then we can be of good cheer with God, then we have everything. But if God is against us, then we have nothing. And so the next day, a group of soldiers, more than 40 men, made an oath. They swore an oath that they would not eat nor drink until they had killed Paul. And so they had made a plan they would ask the chief priest if he would call another council night meeting and he would ask the chief captain to bring Paul again that they could ask him more questions. And then this a group of 40 men would kill Paul on his way. But God directs all things. Here we see that Paul's nephew, his sister's son, heard about this plan and immediately he goes uh, to Paul and he tells Paul uh, what he has heard and then Paul asks a soldier uh, to bring this young man uh, to the chief captain and when this uh, young man Paul's nephew then comes to the chief captain he says to him the Jews have made a plan uh, they will ask if Paul may again be brought to the council and then they will kill him on the way. Oh, when the chief captain hears this, he realizes the danger Paul is in, and he immediately makes his preparations. 
He calls his centurions and he says to them, Make the men ready, the soldiers. Bring me 200 soldiers, 70 horsemen, and 400 spearmen, that they may be ready by the third hour of the night, we would say 9 o'clock p.m., that they may bring Paul from Jerusalem to Caesarea. And then he writes a letter also to Felix, the governor, telling of Paul and why he is sending Paul to him. And so at nine o'clock at night, this group of 470 men take Paul along and bring him to Caesarea. And there, when they arrive before Felix, the governor, then they give him the letter of Claudius Lysias, and they deliver Paul into his hands. Then Felix, realizing the situation, says, we will hear thee when the accusers come. And then Paul is kept in Herod's judgment hall. Oh, then Paul is waiting to be tried by the governor, which we hope to see in our next lesson. Thank you.